Oh, will he have the medal on his neck though? Oh, he does. <laughs> He's got it on. <laughs> did you request that? Well, I, I didn't, but he did say next time we see him, he'll have the medal on his neck. And yo, that is a sexy gold medal you have there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Congratulations, man. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a good week. Uh, I put some Germany flowers on top and I put my German shirt on. So celebration week. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating nonstop till next year. No, no. Next week. Just a, just a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're leaving for worse next week, so maybe stop celebrating before. Uh, makes sense. And then maybe a week afterwards if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Nice to have you on again. And I'm glad no, no you... Problem. I think it's quite cool how you were like, oh, next time you see us, I'll have my, my gold medal around my neck and he's only gone and done it. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, like I was trying to, but I wasn't sure where I was going to come back on as quickly with, with the gold medal. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because I think you, in your mind, you guys were sort of coming third is where you put yourself. No, no. That was just a calculated version of what I was giving the world of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, like, in my mind, we were going to go and try and win. So, okay. Yeah. You're just trying to seem modest. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously not put too much pressure on my own riders, you know? Mm. So, well, they knew they, that we were going to go for the winning, but it's easier when we're not talking about it too much in advance. I think. Fair enough. Well, we can, yeah. we can talk about it now. <laughs> That's up to you. Uh, well, I mean, it was pretty crazy. We can just dive straight into that. Um, all went down to the last race, flag flyers. It was pretty crazy after a six, six heat final. Yeah. Like, um, so actually, I, I think, um, I think the whole week was very intense. Um, I was referring to it in the beginning that starting straight into the final is something new. And you could right away tell that everybody was struggling a little bit with it. So I wouldn't say the level was low. It was just everybody could feel the intensity and you could feel that nobody had the time to use the sessions to get ready for it. And that was what I knew was coming. Like I felt I knew it. And that was what we were trying to prepare for. And even though it was very hard for us to benefit as much as I would have liked to. Um, and it was very warm with a lot of high humidity. Um, so it, it was, it felt like we were roasting for seven days, uh, very little wind. And, and then it, it felt like the competition was never going to end <laughs> because it, it was uh, only one day where we rode twice. And then it was four days where we rode once and you just, in, in the end, it felt like I wanted it to end. Like the last, the last two days weren't very enjoyable because you had all day of waiting and then there was another day of waiting and you just wanted to come to the final bit for the, the final fight, basically. Uh, but as soon as I had my first 
night in my own bed and I woke up in the morning, I was like, fuck, I want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's pretty cool then that Worlds is so close because you'll be back under that pressure again. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy that pressure when it's only on my own, but it's very it's very difficult when you come into a situation where you have to be able to reach your teammates. And it's very important that whatever information you give them actually is, um, is used in the right way. And yeah, I, I think I did a lot of good things. I like, I handled a lot of things uh, that could have, yeah. Like when you speak to, as a trainer, when you speak to them, uh, sometimes you put intensity in and sometimes you take it out and, and, and in a competition that is so close and where our team was losing three sessions, basically a few points towards the end, like Belgium was always catching and catching and catching and Italy too. Um, it was not easy to choose the right words, I think, but, um, our last session, the last two races didn't go very good. Uh, and the last race was a bit of a disaster with the first rider missing. But in general, we were having a very good last session. The last session was, you know, we could feel that they were coming closer, but we are not doing stupid mistakes. We were keeping the composure. And and, and we, towards the middle part of the final, we were starting to hit good points and get a little bit of advantage again. And then the last two races came and they didn't go really well. We had a pretty good fourth leg until the last rider and we came last. And then we had flag flyers and our first rider missed. But Italy and Belgium missed too. Crazy. What are the odds? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, before the last race, they were saying the points and I couldn't hear them. So I was asking them to say them again and they wouldn't. And I, I felt we were even with Italy and that, that was what it was. Uh, but I wasn't sure about Belgium. I, I, I didn't know what was happening with Belgium. Um, and I knew they had like a half a point. So I, I wasn't sure whether they were half a point behind us or one and a half of points behind us. And when the mistake happened, uh, I was basically lost in my calculations. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I just, I was going third and all of my teammates, they they probably heard the the points because they were celebrating when our rider was coming home, even though Belgium Yeah, I saw them team. like throw their hand in the air when you guys came second. And, and I was like, hopefully they get this right. And they did. So it was uh, it was very exciting. And I had a similar situation when we came second uh, in, in the world three years ago, uh, because that was up to the last race against England and Italy. Uh, but this was... Uh, yeah, this was a little bit more intense and yeah, very enjoyable moment. Incredible. Um, and then it, also, it kind of worked out the way you said it would with, uh, you sort of said there was going to be like a team that was going to sort of pull away in front or like a group of teams. Yeah. Um, and I didn't expect France. France sort of got stuck in fourth place before, like with the last couple of races still to go, like there was nothing they could really do. Yeah, like France won the first session uh, and then they had a very bad second one, I think. Um, 
but if, if I'm remembering right, and I didn't really know when, while it was going on, but I think France had a problem with their fifth pony. And I think they had the problem quite early. So they were only using four riders for a while. And then when Lucas had won his final for the last session, Lucas Kutiak was coming in with his winning pony. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, I think they did even worse. Uh, so, but yeah, France was was not in the top fight, but they were still quite a, a bit ahead of the lower the, pack, the the second group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just interesting. I remember like at a point looking at them, and I was like, they can win every race from now on, and they're still going to be fourth, and they can lose every race from now on, and they're still going to be fourth. Like they were just yeah. sort of floating in the middle. That's where you don't want to find yourself. But um, I, I was, I was, um, I was not sure how this whole competition was going to turn out in terms of how big those groups would be divided and how early we would have winners. Um, but it was up to the last race in the opens, and the Italians and French in the under 18s they were even going into the last race too. So. Yeah. It was that those two age groups were very exciting, and then the juniors um, they were won a little bit earlier. They had like fifteen and twenty points gap in the under twelve, and Italy winning the under twelves and France winning the under fifteen was a bit like a bigger gap. Um, but that was very exciting, and then the individual finals um, they were also won in the last race too with a small, with a, a lead change, with two lead changes. So going into the last race, two people basically lost the final in the last race. So I think it, it was uh, for everybody that was following the competition and everybody that was watching on site, it was a very exciting week. It was insane to watch. It was so good. Uh, there seemed like there was some problems with Riffing. I mean, you, you, I see a bit of a smirk coming on your face now as I said that. Uh, what I just want to know what your opinion was. Um, so basically, I think what happened is that the referees that we usually see, um, mostly from GB, they weren't able to come because of COVID, I guess. And because of that, we had French and Italian referees, which a lot of us didn't know. And what I liked about it is that those referees, they had a line, you know, a way that they were refing, and they weren't influenced as much as the referees that usually do the starting on the IMGA big finals. So influenced in what way? Uh, like by yeah, big but, like big names, big teams, like Yeah, yeah, but just but just by um trainers that know how to speak to a referee basically so when they had decided something they would stick to that decision and 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 just go on having said that um still video checking and making decisions took a long time so there were sessions especially in the individuals where you thought those sessions were never going to end and i think one problem was um Communication, obviously Italian and French, they don't speak the same language. And then you have uh, people in the box that are speaking English. And I think that was a bit difficult. But in general, I found it 
good to have referees um, that are bringing some fresh air into the competition because the way that they were starting was a little bit different. The way that they made the decisions was a little bit different and the way that they, they were communicating with the riders was different. And we had a situation in the, in the German under 18 team um, that the, the team got eliminated because um, somebody was holding the fifth pony in Pony Express. And that somebody was not the trainer. And um, I hadn't looked into the rule book whether that is an elimination. However, there were different teams doing the same thing. But this referee had told the person holding the pony before that he shouldn't okay. come into the ring, it shouldn't enter the ring unless he's arena party, rider, assistant ref, or um, trainer. And he wasn't. So it was unintentional, but however, the, the referee was able to spot it and then eliminate him. Just him, not everybody else that was doing the same thing. So that was a bit weird, um, but that's just how they refed. And, 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 and we decided to, to, um, to deal with it. Just understand that it's a bit different to what we are used to uh, and, and go on. And, and respect the decision. Whether on, on the other hand, there were people that didn't respect it as much and whether that helped them or not, well, I guess they would have to decide themselves. Okay, wise words. Uh, and was it the same sort of refs and same sort of problems over like teams and individuals? So, the, so what was different is that the referees were um, shifting. So in the opens, um, we had three refs and all of them did two sessions, basically. And I think this happened to, to, through the individuals as well. And um, I think, yes, the, the problems were the same in individuals and teams. So there was one or two incidents in the, in the open individual finals uh, where there was a, like a dodgy, I would call it a dodgy start. You know, it, it was one of the starts where you you should easily, you could easily say, I want to rerun the start. Okay. Uh, but the referee didn't, as far as I know, I, I, I didn't talk to the person. I just, I was just sitting on the other side watching. So there was, it was a sword and it was a bad start. And there were riders basically, while they were galloping up the ring, they were like, waving their hand and trying to have a rerun. And there were loads of spectators that were screaming and trying to get it rerun. And at some stage when they were coming back and hitting the rings, um, the referee called it off like he whistled. Um, but I'm not sure whether the referee knew why he was whistling or not. Maybe he thought somebody got injured or whatever. That's or just what it everyone was like. complaining. And yeah. So he, he whistled. And, and, and from what I understand, he then did a rerun, but only for those people that had not crossed the line before the whistle came. So as, was everyone else eliminated? No, the ones that had crossed the line, they got their points. And then there was a uh, rerun, but only with the, the people that were still in the ring that hadn't finished the race. Oh, so he, that's weird. So he wasn't doing a rerun of the whole game yeah. because it was a bad start because he said well the start was what it was 
I'm going to rerun because I whistle and I have to rerun if I whistle. Uh, that That's what I understand. I'm not sure if that's correct, but that's how I understood the situation. But this would probably never have happened with a different set of referees. And, and that's what I, I, I it, it was just refreshing to have it different. Um, it was, it wasn't a great start. Like it, it wasn't a great start, but then that's how he started. So it's, you have to get, if you don't get used to it, you're going to miss points. So yeah. you, it's all you can do is try to get used to it and get a good start. Fair and enough. That's, and that's what you should do in the sessions. No, I'm not sure if this was the race where Quentin, Quentin was involved. Uh, but I saw a bunch of like stuff going off on Facebook between Quentin and someone. Uh, and there was like a photo of him and he was, I think standing behind the 10 yard line. And that was like some kind of evidence to something. I'm not too sure what that was all about. So I was hoping you'd be able to tell us what that was about. Um, I, I guess it happened as a result of, of this. Oh, like, yes. uh, there was there was uh, there was a lot going on after that um and like before the rerun happened obviously i think people were appealing uh and then there was a bit of frustration going on after the rerun had happened and and then there was more races to come where the start wasn't great and i think what you are referring to is something that happened after with another really bad start yeah because then he was uh he was trying to say that uh like he was uh he was having to scream loudly so that the ref could hear him from the seventh lane uh but like so it sounded as if the ref had got angry or like emotional because he was shouting and he was just saying that he was only shouting because he was so far away yeah but i i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't know because i i didn't hear what they were talking about i was yeah yeah I, I I didn't know, but but I I the other thing is you you don't see it on the live stream because the live stream was pointing the other way, um. But I I I think you know. You, you want to respect the officials, you have to respect the officials, even the even though the decision is bad, and um. If everybody did it or not, I I don't know. But I think uh, the problem was that, that there was another start that wasn't great. And then um, some riders just didn't really start the race and just hoped for a rerun to happen at some stage. And it didn't. And, but that's the, that's the problem. It's, it's, if you don't get used to it, then you're going to miss out. And it sucks. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. And yeah. If you decide not, like, I I I don't know if 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 those people that didn't really start it in one of the following races decided not to start, or maybe the pony wasn't was actually not ready to go. I don't know, because obviously I wasn't watching the person that was left behind. I was watching everybody else that was fighting for the 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 points. Um, and sometimes it's just hard to tell when you're just a spectator and you don't have any video check. But normally the, the, the referee should be able to just go in the box, check what was the case, and then decide whether maybe a rerun is 
good or not good. But this, when you're going into European individual finals, world individual finals, the starting is very intense. And when you do a mistake on the start line, you're gonna be left behind. And, yeah, and, that's and, that, and, and that's just something that you can watch over the last 15 years constantly happening. So. Yeah, you'll, you'll never have everyone leaving the line at the same time. There's always someone with an advantage. Yes, and, and there's also people that really know how to make people miss the start. They are not only good at starting, but they are good at kind of getting an advantage while making other people get confused or messed up on the line, ponies jumping and stuff. And if that's good, I don't know. I was usually one of the people that was quite bad at starting in, in my early days. Um, and I just had to get used to it. And I, I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but yeah. I mean, everybody can get good at it, at it. If you're good at games, you can get good at starting. You just have to admit that you have to try it. And it's part of the race is you have to be good at vaulting. You have to good, be good at the technical stuff and you have to be good at starting. Absolutely. Some more wise words from, from Frodo himself. <laughs> um, I think, Quinton, any accidents? I know that I saw Snapchats from a Norwegian rider who was not riding the final session. Something looks like she had a swollen knee. Um, were yeah. there any other injuries, any accidents? So to be fair, it was, um, I wasn't watching as much as I usually do. Um, because it was so warm, I was just trying to stay in the sh in the shade and, and, and try to keep myself cool. And and the sessions of the individuals was not at a very high standard. It was very hard to watch, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like I I really enjoy watching good riders and good horses, and and I like watching competitions. But the the sessions were very tough to watch. So I didn't get much of the competition. Um, but the, I did see the, the injury of the Norwegian, or at least one. Um, it, it happened in, in a vaulting uh, situation, I think, where she just came down and, 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 and twisted, as far as I know. Um, but in general, um, I, I didn't catch many, many accidents. Um, okay. And... The, the arena was the best I've ridden on. I, um, it was, um, it was pretty like, it was very big for, for teams. It was, um, uh, seven lanes was perfect. There was enough running room in the back and in the front. And I've ridden on this sand arena four or five times before. Um, but because we had very consistent weather, um, the watering was easy to calculate. So the watering comes from underneath. You don't have to put water on top. It comes from underneath. And when you have consistent weather, you know how much water to put on to have the perfect arena. And, and we did. Like the, the running was super fast. It was all flat the whole time. And, and I think all the ponies loved riding on it and, and the riders as well. And I didn't catch many accidents. And to be fair, a lot of those teams didn't have much practice like practicing on competitions this year. 
And it was not as much ponies running across that I usually am used to when I go to IMJ competitions. Okay, so Like in my team, in, in, in the open. You know, I, I'm not sure what yeah. happened in the individuals because I wasn't watching enough. Yeah. Well, overall, it sounds like it all went pretty well. Uh, you said on the last time you were here, I know we, we're going to try and keep this podcast short. Um, yeah. But you said on the last time you were here that you were, you were going to try, possibly if you had time, to squeeze in a couple of your YouTube videos. Have you yeah, managed at all? Or just have you thought at all about it? Any more ideas? Yeah, I got loads of ideas, like 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 uh, small topics. And I know how to make them. On the, the one that I have already started, I have collected some more footage. And it's basically now just cutting it together. And awesome. I, I'm... I'm not sure on, on what platform I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm probably going to try and finish it this week um, because I want to I want to start the next one. Um, but like this is like one of the core core topics and I need this one to be out so everybody else can go back and watch that one when I'm doing something else where I'm referring to that one. Yeah. Cool. Well, I look forward to that and I'm sure it's going to be super good. So I got, I got one, one thing to mention uh, from the individual competition. So um, like the, the, the session wasn't very strong in the opens or under 18s, but the semis was very good to watch already. And um, in both age groups uh, and the finals as well, I didn't get much of the under 18s, but um Colin Carson has already um, made his write-up from the final. Um, it was uh, pretty got, good to watch the last bit, uh, but I got the, the open the open final. And basically the big favorite in the opens was uh, Lucas going into it. Um, obviously everybody knows his nice, big, fast quarter horse. And um, not so many people knew the other riders from, in this case, Italy, going into that final. Um, and Lucas was one of the riders that got a little bit caught up in the rerun, rerunning of the sword. And yeah, but in this final, uh, there was an Italian rider on a nice bay pony called Simone Lazzari from Italy. And he did some of the stuff, some of the stuff that he did was so fast that I have never, ever seen anybody do it as fast as he did. Not, not like, not always the full race, but specific parts of that race. Um, his pickup in Hilo on the way home was absolutely sick. It was kicking the whole way home and he got the ball. He did by far the fastest two books put on I've ever seen in a competition and especially in the final you know when when somebody's just taking a piss and it works out great but in the final nobody really does that yeah. everybody's a little bit calculated about what they do and then Mark Shuffle was sick as well it, 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 I, it was so fast I, and when he was starting to kick around the turn heading home, I was like, this is never going to work. And actually it looked quite safe while he did it. And I just yeah. wanted to, to just uh, appreciate what he did. 
uh, in this final was absolutely astonishing. It was it was great. On the other hand, it was pretty bad how he did not win it because going into the last race, he was three points ahead of Lucas. He was maybe even faster than Lucas, but there was nobody even close to as fast as him. So he could have just sit there and take it very easy in the last race, take a second, take a third and win this competition. But he rode the last flag race like he rode the races before. Basically, full, it looked like speed, tro- yeah. it looked like he was trying to beat the world record in flag. <laughs> and now I have to think about who got it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's Colin Verlehan, probably. Um, yeah, I think it's Colin from 2016. However, he missed the first put in, then isn't able to correct fast enough because four people do not have a mistake. Uh, he comes second to last and Ooh. loses the competition, which was, uh, which was kind of sad because how good the first bit was. But on the other hand, it might be a very good learning experience. Um, whether that is the case, time will tell. But I, I want to appreciate what he did in, in the first part because it was ab- absolutely breathtaking. I wonder if they'll be able to come over for well, individuals. Uh, like when, are we, when are we next going to see them? Because I'm sure he'll be up on the cards now. Everyone will be talking about his last performance. Yeah, Um Maybe they're going to be able to put the entries on the website at some stage for world individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard that the Italian team is the same going to Worlds. So if that's the case, I'm not going to see him ride at Worlds. But this group of people usually don't go to world individuals as far as I remember, but maybe they will. Um mm-hmm. I would uh, I would like him to go there and learn from this experience and and then do the same stuff again just with a bit more clever approach. <laughs> just towards the end in the last race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's insane. Cool. That was interesting. I'm sure. I mean, I enjoyed hearing that, and it was very. I'm sure he'd enjoy hearing that. Although, except obviously the the the, the finish for him wasn't what he'd wanted. He'll know that already though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know him personally, so I'm not sure whether, you know, how his approach is you now, how, how he mentally thinks about games or doesn't think about games. Um, <laughs> but I, I think at this level, everybody kind of cares about what's going on. And, and his family is quite committed. His brother was riding in the Italian team. Um, in general, I think there was two massive lorries with Italian horses arriving, maybe three. I think they had about 40 to 50 horses coming for Europeans. Wow. Uh, the French Armada was as big. They, they had four teams and a big number of individuals. And the French and the Italians basically carried this competition. So it, it, it was a great competition because we had so many Italians and French people there. And and if they wouldn't have kind of helped the Danish by coming, I think this competition would have been quite quite poorly from from a competition kind of kind of view. But um, 
but the Italians and French really brought this competition to life. And yeah, looking at the scores, they won every comp- every part of this competition except the open teams between them, and 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 that's that's a good thing. Congratulations to them. Cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been insane. Unless Tom has any other questions or unless you have any secret sneaky things to tell us. Oh, Tom's got a smile. Yeah, I think Ferno's uh, goggle tan's quite funny. <laughs> I don't necessarily yeah. have any questions about it, but it's definitely going <laughs> to turn the episode title or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was basically very, very hot and a lot of sunshine. And obviously, I have the goggles on when riding and we're not riding so yeah <laughs> looking looking sexy you don't, don't don't worry don't worry don't let tom get to you <laughs> yeah I, I don't mind like i've never been the guy to, to care much about my looking so that's fine <laughs> that's why i put this one on you, you do look like you're a bit of an angel though you got like your little head piece on you got the lights behind you it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't mind it's good so um yeah we we um german team won't be the same for it was uh we had a bit of trouble with um getting getting a team together so far um we were meant to have two changes and one of the changes got in uh, like a like a virus or something similar in in the horse's stable so he he won't be able to go uh, as i mentioned before um and then so we we are now quite hopeful that we will be able to send a team. Uh, I I still don't know whether that competition is going to go ahead or not, um, because Corona is just going crazy now, everywhere in Europe. Um, the Germans had to leave um, Copenhagen basically right after the final because at um, uh zero o'clock at midnight um the 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 rules were changing for us to enter germany uh so we left right away and at the moment i'm not sure how how we are going to be able to um enter and leave france uh in 10 days but if there's a way we'll do it so (laughs) yo good luck with that Thank you. <laughs> Wish you all the best. No, uh, I mean, we'll probably have you on at some point if you do end up getting over there to have a chat about your time in France. But it'll be good to have Quentin on at some point as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I've seen that they they are very committed to to make it work and try to help. And as long as the French government basically allows an event of that size to happen on a specific rule set, I'm sure Labon is going to make it happen. And, mm. and, and all the countries just have to find a way to, to enter France and leave again. Um, I have heard it's very difficult for, for English people, um, but they are still hopeful to, to make it happen. And yeah, I personally would really enjoy the worlds where you have a, a Irish and English team and then all the teams that went to Europe as well. That, that'd be cool. Can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Well, on that bombshell, we're off to dinner. Thanks for joining us. Remember this, yeah. 
It's so good, man. Legend. I love. I love how you called it, even. Yeah, I'm not gonna call the next one. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna jinx myself on it. <laughs> but, but then, who knows? Maybe you're just uh, trying not to put pressure on your team again. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I, no, no. Just being very honest. Um, this this last competition was was really all about winning. It was just get it done because I knew it. If this was it would have been on in normal circumstances, I doubt we would have won. But I figured out what what the format of the competition was going to be quite early, and I picked the team because I knew what was going to happen, and I prepared them, knowing that, and it worked out. Um, now whether words is going to be the same or not, it's going to be very difficult to replicate it, and it doesn't really matter. Um, because we we got our title, um, it's it's there. It's it's on the trophy already. We put we signature the trophy already, so nobody can take it away. And uh, and now it's about um, it's still a young team, so it's about having progress, having development inside the team, and and enjoy it more. The last one wasn't wasn't as enjoyable. As I said, there was pressure from the beginning. Every point yeah. counted, and now it's we're gonna take the next one a bit more easy. Try to enjoy it. Try to learn and to develop, and and just have fun as well. Yeah. Fantastic. I hope you enjoy dinner. I will. We're gonna have a have a nice beer. Competitions, and uh, thank you for having me. And. Uh, Pleasure, bro. Like every time, like this was supposed to be a quick, like we thought maybe 15, 20 minutes and you just come with oh. such like content. I can just sit here and listen. Yeah, I'm like, not sure what the, what the time is, but uh, yeah, we've covered a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. chance, <laughs> chances are it'll be like three three minutes time we'll be on another topic no, no. <laughs> going again. <laughs> I, 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 this week, I, I, I've tried to be a little bit, uh, how you say, productive but i'm I'm just tired of of last week i just uh i have to recover it's maybe because i'm getting old but i i have i've tried not to think about games but because i have to find a way to get a team for the world i had to be on the phone constantly trying to organize everything and i think i have figured everything out now so i'm trying to not think about games for another few days and then uh, have a few friends over for food and stuff and on Monday I'm gonna be back on the on the project. Yeah. Cool man. Well enjoy rest well. Have a have a good couple of beers for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the water. <laughs> Super athlete. Cool man. Have a good evening. Thanks so much. Bye. No problem. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.